Yes, people, it is that time again. Right, right, right is another echo chamber. And as we do, we're going to start off with the UK box office top 10 for the weekend of the 24th to the 26th of February. So at number 10 this week, people, we have women talking. Okay, so this is from Sarah Polly. She co-wrote with Miriam Towles. Starring Rooney Mara, Claire Foy, Jesse Buckley, Francis McDonald, Judith Ivey, Emily Mitchell, Kate Hallett, Liv McNeil, Sheila McCarthy. At number nine, we've got Knock at the Cabin, the new M. Night Shalaman film. He co-wrote it with Steve Desmond and Michael Sherman. Starring Dave Batista, Jonathan Groff, Ben Aldridge, Nikki Amuka Bird, Rupert Gint, Christina Coy, McKenna Kerrigan, Abby Quinn. You know what I mean? At number eight, we've got the new one from Hira. Kazu Corrida, he wrote and directed it, and it is Broker, right? Starring Jang Dong Won, Bei Donna, Ji Soon Lee, Song Kang Hoi, um, Kang Gil Woo. Okay, so that means at number seven, it is Epic. Tales. Okay, so this is written and directed by Jean Francis Tusi, Eric Tusi, and David Alua. Okay, so we've got a voice cast of Casey Chase, Christoph Lemieux, Emmanuel Coutel, Michael Teru, and France Confuc. Okay, so at number six, it is Avatar, The Way of Water. James Cameron directs, co-writes with Amanda Silver and Rick Jaffa. Right, Zoe Salandar, Kate Winslet, Sam Worthington, Sigourney Weaver, Stephen Lang, Giovanni Rabisi, Bailey Bass, and crew. So we are in... Um, Number four, it's Magic Mike, Mike's Last Stand. Well, Last Dance, Last Stand, Last Dance. It's all the same of a sameness, you feel me? So, Steven Soddenberg directs, Reed Coraline writes, got Chatham Tatum, Channing, Channing Tatum, Salma Hayek, Caitlin Gerard. Nancy Carroll, Christy Lee Emby, Casey Liana Stesios, Gavin Spooks, Christopher Benacomo, and number three people, it is Cocaine Bear from Elizabeth Banks, written by Jimmy Warden, 
starring Kerry Russell, Margot Martindale, Ray Liotta, Aidan Elrich, Matthew Reese, Isaiah Whitlock Jr., O'Shea Jackson Jr. At number two, the new one from uh, Joel Crawford and Jean Janelle Macedo. Right, it's written by um, Tommy Swerdolo and Paul Fisher. It's Puss in Boots, The Last Wish. So we got Antonio Barderas, Salma Hayek, Harvey Gullion, Florence Pugh, Olivia Coleman, Ray Winston, Samson Kai, John Maloney, Wagner Marora. Divine Joy Randolph, all giving their voices to the piece. And at number one this week, it's Ant-Man and Wasp, Quantumania. Peyton Reed directs, and it is written by Jeff Loveness. Okay, so we have got Paul Rudd, Evangelina Jolie. Evangelina, Evangelina Jolie, what the fuck? Evangeline Lily, that's who it is. Jonathan Majors, uh, Catherine Newton, William Jackson Harper, Katie M. O'Brien, Michelle Pfeiffer, Michael Douglas, Bill Murray, Randall Park, Corey Stoll, and more. Okay, people. I feel it's time to get into this week's reviews. Okay, so sit back and let's go. Okay, people. So first up is a Netflix original. It is We Have a Ghost. Okay, people, so I decided to check out, we have a ghost, right, a new Netflix original, so this is written and directed by uh, Christopher Landon, and based on a short story called Ernst, Ernest, probably Ernest actually, Ernst, Ernest, gosh, Um, yes, based on a short story called Ernest by Jeff Man, man, poof, manar, manu, hmm, something like that. Anyway, um, the film is produced by uh, Marty Bowen, um, and Dan Halstead. It is executive produced by Corey Budd, John Feischer, uh, Isaac Klausner, Nathan Miller, Jeff Manu, and Christopher Landon. Music is handled by Bear McCreary, Mark Spicer on cinematography, Ben... Badiam edits the piece. Uh, Rona Krez is on casting. Jennifer Spence, production design. Art direction, Hunter Brown, Mars Feeney, 
and Lisa Visconsalios. Um, Lisa Sun set decoration, costume design. We've got Whitney Ann Adams. And our cast, well, um, Anthony Mackey, Anthony Mackey, right? He plays Frank Presley. His wife, Melanie Presley, is played by Erica Ash. Oldest son, Fulton, is played by Niles Fitch. And their youngest son, Kevin, is played by Jay... Jar Diallo Winston. Uh, their neighbor, Joy Yoshino, is played by Isabella Russo. Um, I don't think we ever meet the dad. Yeah, I don't think so. Um, I, but he's Roy, played by Yoshio Maki. Um, we have got Ernst, Ernst Ernest, even, uh, who is played by David Harbaugh. Um, then there is Ernest Schaefer, Chef Scheller, played by Tom Bauer. And a younger version of Scheller is played by Sean Boyd, right? Um, there's Dr. Leslie Monroe, played by Tig Natero. Um, Deputy Director Arnold Shipley, played by Steve Coulter. Sheriff Brown, played by Scott A. Martin. Um, Judy Romano, played by Jennifer Coleridge. Remain, Ramona. Ramona Scheller, played by Peggy Walton Walker. A younger version of Ramona is played by Sherry Eakin. Uh, Barbara Mangold, played by Faith Ford. Uh, we've got Deputy Sheriff, played by Kyla Porsche. Uh, June, played by Joanne Robinson. Uh, we've got Kamiko Yoshino, Roy's wife, is played by Naiko Okamoto. Um, yeah, I probably would say that's um, that's all the main um, our main protagonists, really. The gist of the story is this. Seeking a fresh start in Chicago, the Presley family moves into a dusty fixer-upper they soon realize comes with a catch, a ghost in the attic named Ernest. Despite Ernest's attempts at scaring teenage son Kevin, the detached music-obsessed teen soon finds a kindred spirit in this trapped soul from the 70s and commits to helping him. Meanwhile, Kevin's affable yet harsh father, Frank, looks to cash in on Ernest by turning him into a social media sensation. When Frank's video of Ernest goes viral and captures the world's attention, the family lands on the radar of Dr. Leslie Monroe. 
a washed-up paranormal scientist who alerts her old boss, Deputy Director Arnold Shipley of the CIA, restarting a clandestine program aimed at capturing a ghost. As crowds, reporters and government agents descend upon the Presley home, it's up to Kevin and his sharp-witted fellow outcast neighbour Joy to break Ernest out, uncover the mysteries of his past and bring him the closure he needs before it's too late. So, yeah, that's it. There's a lot going on, right? We we see the house at the beginning, a family are there, then they run out, right? Then we jump forward, I think it's six years, um, something like that anyway, right? And then the Presleys move in. Now, I don't know, like the idea is okay, right? It's not a bad idea, it's not terrible. Um, I think one big thing that seems problematic with this story is the emotion, right? It's not, it doesn't feel like there's that emotional connection between everyone, you know? Like, we see Kevin and Fulton kind of being brothers, you know what I mean? But it's only in the little scene, and then that's kind of it, right? And, And we're lacking that connection that makes the story really resonate with us. Right, we have no clue why this family keeps them moving. Right, it's referenced, but that's it. And I think that's a big thing as well. There's certain things that we don't get from the interactions, and they have to be, you mean, basically made mad clear. Right, in a a conversation, like someone will go. I am sorry, I'm a bad father. Oh, you know, I should do more. And it's just like, you should be able to get that sort of thing, right? Get why these people don't get along from the interactions. You know what I mean? It shouldn't have to be this statement that said, (laughs) you know, for you go, oh, that's why all of this is, you know what I mean? And that's a problem. You know, like you don't really get any sort of vibe between um, Frank and Erica, you know? I mean, Frank and Melanie, even. The husband and wife, but it just doesn't really, like, just does not feel like a family. It just feels like four people in a space. You know, like... Kevin's into different music, but again, right, it's one of those things where it's just like, you can't not have a whole heap of different tastes, you know, like there's a bit when Frank's like, oh, Eric Claps, no, sorry, Jimi Hendrix, best guitarist, and then Kevin's like, no, it's not, it's this person, and you know, where you could be like, yeah, no, Hendrick is great. I also like this. It's always just like, oh no, we need to, you know what I mean? But there's no, 
indication of why, right? Kevin decides to kind of go off in this different direction. You know? And it's like when he meets a ghost, he starts playing the guitar and it's just like, oh, the ghost likes this music too. Is this just like, how, like, why would you know that? Like, why that music? Why not other music? It, it's just these random things that are kind of thrown out there but with no real kind of story behind it. You know, it's just like, oh, this is a thing. Oh, this is a thing. This is a thing. And you're just like, okay, why? Why is any of this? You know, it's just like, why does Ernest go, oh, I like Kevin. You know, there's nothing that he does that you can be like, oh, yeah, he's helped. Like, he's done, you know what I mean? nothing really there so it's just all a bit of a random one where it's just like oh the ghost now is friends with you're just like huh right what you know what's happening here it's just these weird things it's like you have the Tignagero character which again wouldn't like every character is pretty one-dimensional there is no depth in anyone here. And so you've got this character, Tignagero, who's meant to be this like professor looking after looking, trying to find ghosts and all. And you'd think, okay, if Ernest is here, there would be other ghosts. Right? But we have no word on anything else. You know, they supposedly develop these weapons to try. And how would you know any of that would work? Right? There's none, there's none of that. There's no um we think this might work. We've never because remember Ghostbusters and they've got the equipment and like in theory, we think this might be a thing, but we've not actually tried it yet. Yeah, but in this, it's just like, oh yeah, no, this is a bit. And you're just like, okay, where you get that from? You know? Where did that idea come from? No clue. No clue. The whole neighbor thing is just like, oh, I've seen you. You're my neighbor. Oh, let's be best friends now. Right? And then obviously, right, you then get a, I think I'm in love with her. Like that whole situation, which is just like, okay. We have not really seen any real interaction between the two of you. Right? There's no real kind of connective conversations. With, like... Oh my God, you've gone through a similar experience. Oh man, right? Yeah. Oh, we're spending all this time. It's funny. Oh, actually, yeah. You're, you, there's none of that, right? But then also, it's that weird thing of because you, you know, they're not young kids, but it's that whole thing of um. Oh, I don't know what that means, and oh, what uh uh, and you're just like, come on now. You kids have got the internet. Things are completely different. It's not the same, you know? So these interactions are all really weird. And the end, I mean, the whole earnest situation, you can see coming, right? You understand that, okay, we know how that whole backstory goes. Right, so that's not a surprise. 
there's things towards the end which the character's motivations which are just like why would that character do that thing right there's no rhyme or reason to it because that whole thing was this and now they've suddenly flipped right not through this meaningful conversation or interact or anything it's just suddenly actually this is how i feel and you just what huh you know and like the family bond is just a bit all over the place i felt right i might be wrong you know well, I mean, everyone has different opinions. Everyone likes different things. For me, this just was just, yeah, all over the place. All over. It just wasn't a solid story. The kind of story. I like this, you know, evolution in something. This this kind of lush background. And there just was none of that, you know. Shame. It's a shame. Like it, it could have been something, I thought, but hey ho, there was a um, oh god, I cannot remember the friggin' name. It's a Les Dennis film from last year about like a fake psychic who then starts seeing them, right? Which feels a similar thing, and I would say if you enjoyed that, you would enjoy this. It would be helpful if I could remember the name of that film, right? I understand that. <laughs> you know what I mean? But yeah, that's what that's what I kind of think. It is one of those ones. Or um oh man, it's always trying to remember like films and being like, okay, yeah. I think it was very similar to right. I I don't know. The um the school of good and evil, you know, like this big idea but doesn't quite fit together. That's essentially what this is, you know, a bit like Slumberland, and yeah, I would say it's kind of like those films, you know, you 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 were hoping for more, you know, hoping for more, but it's on Netflix, right? So if you enjoy some of those other things, you might like that, you know what I mean, so yeah, it's there, check it if you will, we have a ghost. It's died in a series, it's now a Prime exclusive, it is time for Die Hard. Okay, so this was an interesting one, right? Because, yeah, I, I gave Die Hard a look, right? Now, originally, this was meant to be a 10-episode TV series on Quibi, right? Do you remember fucking Quibi? I don't think anyone really remembers Quibi, right? It was meant to be this real short-form um, TV, right? So kind of like... I think the shows were like 10 minutes or something like that. They were real short. 
but yeah, it was this idea that he like people into like to interact with short videos. So this would well, it did not take off. It didn't take off at all. So there's a number of those shows that either got shipped somewhere else and recut into longer forms, and there was some that got you heard were they were talking about turning it into a film, and this was one of them. So yeah, Die Hard. It's now on Prime Video. So, yeah, I was like, all right, let's see if it was any good. But it kind of sounded like it might be a funny thing, you know? So it was from um, Eric Appel. So he directed it. And it was written by Tripper Clancy. Um, And I think Derek Kolstad... Uh, was involved as well. Okay, so the film is uh, produced by um, Brian Smiley, okay, Jeff Clanagan, and Candice Wilson Cherry. It is executive produced by, um, we have Tripper Clancy. Kevin Hart, Uh, we have got Kevin Healy, Luke Kelly-Klein, Ty Randolph, Mike Steen, Ty Walker, and Derek Kolstad. It is line produced by Alex Orr. Um, It is associate produced by Lee Farrell and co-executive produced by... Anson Downs. Okay. So, music was handled by Leo Berenberg and Zach Robinson. Uh, Glenn Brown, cinematography. Uh, Adam Burr, Jamie Kennedy, and Peter Duggan edited the piece. Um... Casting was Tara Feldstein, Nancy Nea, and Chrissy Feroli. Uh, production design, Ryan Berg, Eric Berg, and Scott Daniel. Eric Berg also was art direction. Andrea Ferguson, set decoration. Costumes, Stephen K. Randolph. Um, hair, makeup, we got Katie Ballard, Essie Cha, Paul Cha, John Clausel, Joyce Kim, Jeremiah Newcomb, Kay Cantrell, and Sonia Riviere. Okay, so our cast, we've got Kevin Hart, that's Kevin Hart, Natalie Emmanuel as Jordan King, John Travolta as Ron Wilcox. Jean Renault as Claude Van Develde, Josh Harnett as Josh Harnett, Kenneth Trelego as Diego, Eric Manade as Juan, Joshua Lamboy as Ortez, Danny Morrison is played by Brandon Quinn, Lee is played by Milana Van Tube. Waylon, Stephen Jones, Mikey, Jason Jones, um, 
Haley Dumas played an editor. Uh, yeah, I say that's probably our, our main. There's a lot of people in this, right? A lot of cameos and all of that kind of stuff, right? The gist of the story. Kevin Hart, playing a version of himself, is on a death-defying quest to become an action star. And with a little help from John Travolta, Natalie Emmanuel, and Josh Harnett, he just might pull it off. Now, yeah, this was weird. It, it was weird, right? I will say, John Travolta killed it, right? Ah, John Travolta is... <laughs> You know, hey, it might be the best I've seen him of late, right? I thought he did a good job. Natalie Emmanuel did a good job, right? They, I think they did a good job. Um, Josh Harnett was funny. Uh, you know, I think things was, it wasn't, the acting was solid, right? I think where it goes a little bit askew is... What is this? You know what I mean? Like, is is this a comedy? Like, is it serious? It, it, it felt like it didn't quite know where it wanted to sit. So it didn't go as hard into the comedy as I feel it probably needed to, to be real funny. And then it didn't go hard enough in the other direction just to be this like messa crazy kind of drama action film which I kind of feel that would have been the way to go like make it kind of feel real serious but with that kind of like we know what we're doing here right that I feel would be the funniest thing that could have happened with this story but it's not really what happened so you just get like, there's this whole thing with a squirrel, which is just like, eh, you know, do, do we need that? Like, it just seemed a bit pointless, stupid, you know? Because no one's really buying it, you know what I mean? And then all the, just some of the other stuff, you're just like, you know, there, there's interesting bits that were going on you know, around the filming and stuff, you're like, okay, yeah, that's interesting, that could work, that, I mean, you know, it's all right, that's different, but it was just, you know, the, the, the story in itself, the, the way it's all brought to life, I, I, it just was a bit uneven for me anyway, you know, so there's that, and then it's just the resolution, right? You you kind of feel, mm, I feel it should go the other way, right? You know, this person that's wanting to do this thing, but the best attempts, they're just not quite working out, or it's just like, okay, you know, it'd be funny if, like, shot this thing and it's real serious and everyone's just like that's fucking great and then when it comes out it's being recut as a comedy you know what I mean and uh, he is the he's not the lead anymore right that would have been hilarious 
doesn't happen. But that would have been, you know what I mean? I think that's where it were, It would work, right? But yeah, so it's not quite, you know, doesn't quite hit for me. Doesn't quite hit for me. It's, again, you know, the, the idea. I'm definitely behind the hype. Like those meta kind of things, you know, like Alan Partridge, right? That That's just this crazy kind of situation. Or, you know, like shows like The Trip, right? With, um, fuck. Huh. Coogan's in it. Rob Brydon, that's the other. Rob Brydon and Steve Coogan. They're essentially playing themselves, but it's a, a meta version of themselves, right? And and we've seen, that's really good. And I, And you've seen other examples of that sort of thing working very well. This one, again, like it, it, you know, the the kernel is there. It doesn't. It hasn't quite bloomed into the tree we were hoping it to be. Uh, I mean, that's me anyway. I'm sure loads of people. But I mean, look, if um, Reno nine nine, Reno nine nine, Reno Reno nine one one. I feel that's the one, right? I mean, if you like, I feel this is a kind of similar thing, right? So if you if you dig Reno, then I think this would work, you know? Uh, yeah, I think there's that same sensibility, you know? So I, I, I think if that's your thing, then Die Heart will work for you. I hear there's another one coming, you know what I mean? So enough people enjoyed it. Enough people enjoyed it, so there will be more. But, um... Yeah, as I said, look, it's on Prime, so go dip in, see what you think. As I said, some solid performances. John Travolta kills it. Yeah, I'm just, I don't know. I, I was hoping for a little bit more, but it is what it is, people. It is what it is. Die hard. And it's time for another Prime exclusive. It is Somebody I Used to Know. Okay, so I looked at um Somebody I Used to Know, right? A new Prime original. So this is directed by Dave Franco, and he co-wrote it with Alison Brie. The film is produced by Marty Bowen, uh, Wyatt Godfrey, Michael Himmler, Lee Kaite, Isaac Klausner, and Ben Stillman. It is executive produced by Teddy Swartzman, Laura Quicksilver, Bart Lipton, um, Dave Franco and Alison Brie. Music is Danny Benzie and Sonda Jurayans. Brian Lanny on cinematography. Ernie Gilbert edited it all. Production design is Brandon Tona Connolly. Art direction is Sean Rooney. 
My Michelle L. Hall, set decoration. Amanda Needle Needham was on costume design. Um, and our cast. Well, Alison Bree is Ali. Jay Ellis is Sean. Kersey Clemens is Cassidy. Benny is played by Danny Pudi. Um, Olga Murdiz is Joanna, um, Sean's mum. Uh, Haley Joel Osma is Jeremy, Sean's brother. Um, Ted Rooney is his dad, Barry. We've got um, do, do, do. Julie Haggerty is Libby. I think that's Jeremy's wife, if I remember correctly. Um, Aidan Mayeri is Kayla. Um, that's Ali's assistant. We've got Marina Lee as Serena. Um, Rochelle Maria Musquiz is Mel. Um, Brad is played by Landon McCleary. Ev is played by Philip Ray Guerrera. Uh, Michelle is played by Hannah Barefoot. Dee uh, Dee is played by Amy Sedaris. We've got Sam Richardson as Dar and Zoe Chow as Ramora. So they are Alison's boss, bosses. Look, Christian played by Kelvin Yu. He works with Ali. Um, there's Chef Jamie played by Evan Jong Keat. Sheldon, played by Lee Gower. Teresa, played by Rachel Pat. Uh, they are Cassidy's parents, I believe. I think I've got that right. Um, I mean, that's basically the main cast, right? The gist of the story is this. On a trip to her hometown, workaholic Ali reminisces with her ex, Sean, and starts to question everything about the person she's become. Things only get more confusing when she meets Cassidy, who reminds her of the person who used to be. Who reminds her of the person she used to be? So, <sighs> now this one, I, it's a little bit confusing, I would say, right? Just because you're like, what actually is this film? Right? Because I think there's Weird comedy, just straight comedy, you know what I mean? There's those, those different avenues of comedy. And this one starts as being just weird. Like, hmm, right? a weird isn't quite the word, but it's, it's just mad over the top, right? Just because, you know, we, we're on a shoot for Ali's 
reality TV show, Dessert Island, which is, I mean, it's just a ridiculous <laughs> concept, just in itself. So you think, oh, are we lampooning reality TV? Is that what we're doing here? You know what I mean? So you wonder about that, but that's not really it. But then just in that whole sequence, right, You, when you've got um, Dar and uh, Ramora, like, talking with her, and it's just like, oh, the ratings are down. Oh, where's that? Oh, that's probably about my dick level. Is it your dick level? No, it's my dick. And it's just this whole thing, which is just like, what, I don't even know what that is. You know what I mean? Because it's just like, people aren't talking like that. So, okay, so now we're just being straight silly. But then the other, the rest of the film isn't quite there. So it's just like, wait, we're going from that to that? This is weird. This is weird. But, you you know, you've got Ali, you know, sat, and then it's just like, oh, I'm going to go back home. So you know basically what's going to happen now, right? And that's what we get. Someone who's trying to find a thing to cling to, to be like, oh, I'm a good person. You know, it's like we've seen it all before, really, but we've seen it kind of better, you know? We've seen it done in different... Like, a film that really comes to mind is Dan in Real Life with Steve Carell, which is... I really enjoyed that film. And you actually like Dan in that one, right? You can kind of relate to him because he's not setting out to be a complete arsehole. It just kind of, things just seem to happen. But in this one, there's a clear intent of, I'm trying to do this thing. Right, which makes you go, right? Because I think if you were just like, I'm, I need to avoid that person, I don't want to, you know, ruin this situation, but then you're clearly trying to ruin the situation, right? Which, which is just not good, not good. Everything kind of gets wrapped up real simple, and you know, what I mean, just. Yeah, it's weird, right? It, it's finding people super easy. You know what I mean? Like, that whole thing was just super easy. But you'd be like, would it have been that easy to find these people? I don't know. But it's just like, how would you explain them coming? Because you understand, like, by doing this thing, you are opening up a can of worms. Right, a situation that is not going to be good, and it's like, do once you've done that, do you think people are going to look at you and be like, okay, we can now do it? No, it's it's all going to be messed up. You're a pariah now, you know. So it's just like you're not going to be able to explain that. 
But then, after the certain these things go down in the film, we have the characters just be like, oh, I'm going to forgive that person. And you're just like, wait, wh what's, what's happening here? That makes no sense, right? You, you're trying to show... Oh, this this character's badass. This character's like independent and strong and blah blah blah. All of these things, right? But she's in love and she's doing these stuff. But then you have her forgive some really shitty behavior by this person she doesn't know and this other person who she's going to marry, which you just like. What the fuck? What the... You know, it's weird, right? Because I kind of feel... With films like this... And, um, you know I mean? There's, there's so many films, books, TV shows, all of that jazz. But it's like... They are saying to you... Oh, you know... You should always... Just let people off being complete and utter assholes, right? Which makes no sense. Makes no, because look, I get you might go, okay, look, I really care for you. We can, let's try and work through this thing, but we have to go back some steps, right? It makes, makes no sense to then move forward with what, because it's just like, you are at one moment thinking one thing. You're like, oh, no, I think I'm in love with this other person and not the person I thought I was in love with. And I think the person I'm, I was in love with should quit doing all the things they really enjoy doing because I want them to be in this place because I like it and blah, blah. And then all of a sudden, right, not even in a, a, a day, you completely do a 180, you do a 180, and now you're like, oh, I've seen the areas of my way, and you should do, I'm just like, people do not change that quickly, right, you can be like, I'm trying to see things in this different light, right, I'm gonna work to improve that thing, but no one, does that flip like that and it's just like oh now I'm this right so you you have these weird situations and people do look at these things for whatever reason and go that's how I'm living my life right oh that character did this thing so that's what I'm gonna you know what I mean it's it's bizarre it's bizarre and it's it's like a programming of people Ugh. It's just a bit frustrating, because as I said, look, there's films that have kind of done this, but I just felt done it in a stronger way, right? Because, you know, the character, just not, not the best character, you know what I mean? You don't gravitate to them, it's a kind of shitty, kind of shitty. Like the the mum situation, you know, always walking in with the mum and the boyfriend. It's just, it was just a bit like, okay, look, you've done it once. You would think that you're not, you're always going to be cautious walking into a room from that point onwards. You know what I mean? 
That's what you would think, right? It, you know what this did feel like, right? Because you've got Purdy in it and Bree, both in community. It does feel like it is an episode of community, you know? It's obviously not, but it's got it's got that kind of tone to it. You know, kind of absurd, you know, unrealistic situations, just all of that jam. That's what it kind of, the, the vibe you get from this film. I would say, if you enjoy stuff like um, Your Place of Mine, right? Or, um, what is it, Look about fate, yes, about, if, if those are your jam, you know what I mean, shotgun wedding, I think you would probably enjoy somebody I used to know, you know, I, I, yeah, I think you would get on with that, the nudity in this film is kind of bizarre as well, because it's a little out of left field, you know what I mean? You're just like, okay, why would they do that? Why would you do that with someone you do not know and you know is trying to sabotage your shit? Like, what? And at the end, that thing that woman says, I'd be pissed if I was that camera dude. <laughs> because that felt like it was a dig at homeboy. <laughs> You know what I mean? That's what it felt like. I feel if I was that, I'd be a little salty. <laughs> I'd be a little salty. You feel me? But yeah, I don't know, man. <sighs> Look, it's on Prime. You might enjoy it if you're a fan of, you know, your place of mind, community, that cult of shit, right? If not, I'd stick with Dan, Dan in real life. But, yeah, just my views, baby. Just my views. I, it's out now. There you go. Somebody I used to know. Okay, people. So we have hit that time again. But before we bounce... Let's take a look and see what's happening in the world of film. So it's not really a surprise, but it looks like the legendary are gonna bring you another Detective Pikachu film. Yep, yep. And it seems that the most likely to direct is gonna be Jonathan Kreisel. So, uh, no cast is confirmed, so we'll see what happens with that one, I guess. Um, also, people, um, now it seemed to be a success, right? But it also seems that there might not be a free guy sequel. As I remember when that film hit. That was a big talk. You'd be like, oh, there's the, the, yeah, they've got plans for a sequel and blah, 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 right? But, yeah, it seems that it might not be happening. Now, to be honest with you, 
I wouldn't be upset. <laughs> I did not enjoy that. The film irritated the fuck out of me, to be honest with you people. But a load of people seem to dig it. You feel me? Um, but yeah, well, I don't know. I mean, like Reynolds was out doing um, Just for Laughs, right? Over at the O2. And um, he had a little something to say. So he says, there is the potential to do a sequel to Free Guy, which would be fun. I would love it. But also, like, does anything fucking have to be a sequel? I don't know. Sometimes it's okay just to do a movie and have it kick and then everyone go home. So, you know, there's a bit of a push and pull there, resisting the urge to just immediately say, ooh, doing a sequel will validate the first one no the first movie validates the first one and then you can leave it at that so i don't know we're talking about it which does seem to be different to what he had originally said but yeah um i'm cool with no sequel <laughs> you know what i mean so Let's uh let's roll like that, right? I thought this had finished um filming, right? Robert Edgar's Nosferatu, but there seems to be new additions, right? So um we already know, right? You've got Bill Skarsgård, Nicholas Holt, Lily Rose Depp, um Emma Corrin. There's Will Defoe, um. There's uh, Simon McBurney, Ralph Innocent, and now, people, there's Aaron Taylor-Johnson. So, um, yeah, I mean, the cast is pretty heavy, you feel me? So um, we will see what happens. Uh, in other news, right... The um, Return of the King is coming back to the cinema. Which, at first, I was like, that's a bit random, isn't it? But then I realized it's the 20th anniversary. Man, 20 motherfucking years. That's insane, right? It's insane. But then, yeah, that makes sense. I'm, I'm thinking, yeah, I was like, you know. In the final year of uh, my degree at the time. So um, or just about to hit the final. One of the two. I forget. No, it was definitely the final. But it came out in December, didn't it? Yes, it did. Um, anyway. Anyway. Yeah. So it's going to be hitting cinemas. But, you know, it is going to be the extended version, people. Which is obviously the better version. Um. Yeah, <laughs> like the fear, you know, theoretical was fine, but the extended versions kill it. Oh man, oh, <laughs> it was just before Christmas, and my girlfriend's brother was over with his kid, and they were like all excited because it's just like, oh yeah, we just um got rented the Lord of the Rings films, so we're gonna watch those soon, and um. <laughs> Right, everyone's like, yo, um, what the extended versions? He's like, uh, no, just the, the normal ones. He's just like, 
<laughs> you know what I mean? Like, why did you just do that? Rent the proper versions, man. Ah, uh, it was jokes. Like, maybe it didn't seem as funny in the retelling, but boy, trust me, people. We were laughing. Um, anyway, in other news, um, so right. We're getting a new Evil Dead film, you know, um, in a high rise, which kind of, I, mean, I swear I saw a, a zombie-ish film kind of in the last few years in a, in a high rise. I feel I did. Um, but anyway, yes, that's coming. But in doing press for it, Bruce Campbell has let drop that they are going to be making an animated evil dead as well which is um that's kind of intriguing you know what i mean so yeah an animated one is coming and he will be a part of it is he kind of retired from the role of ash because of the physical rigors of playing the role uh but animated all you have to do is talk so, uh, yeah, he will be part of that. So anyone who is missing Ash, don't fear, because Ash will be back at some point in the near future. So there you go. There you go. All right. So Nancy Myers has got a new um, joint coming. Um, and, uh, yeah, you know. On the backs of, uh, you know, remember there was all that talk of doing a hol the holiday sequel, which was never going to happen. Um, now, Something's Got to Give was decent. What Women Want, I, yeah, that was all right. Mm, then they did a What Men Want, like, years later, didn't they? Which was just like, what are we doing? But it looks like um, she's got something new coming over at Netflix. Um, hasn't really got a title, but Scarlett Johansson is a part. Uh, you've also got Penelope Cruz, Owen Wilson, and Michael Fassbender. So, you know what I mean? Fat cast. Story details are tightly wrapped up. But... Um, you know, be intrigued to see what she um, what she does next. You know what I mean? So uh, yes, let us see. Let us see. Okay, so uh, our penultimate bit is now. You remember? Um, gosh, I think it was last year, right? There was a documentary called Fire of Love. Right, which was a and I really want to watch it. It's on Disney Plus, you know what I mean? I think it's nat natu bleh, natural Janet natural 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 um Nat Gen. What the fuck is it? Um National Geographic National Yes, that's the one. Ugh. Anyway, right, and it's about two um Volcanoff Vulcanologists. Woo. Yeah, two volcanologists who fall in love and ultimately 
get killed by a volcano, which is just, I mean, it's kind of fitting because anyone who's fucking around on a live volcano, I mean, come on, (laughs) you ain't walking out of that alive. It's going to win badly. You know what I mean? But um, yeah, so that happened, right? And it was kind of recent as well, 1991, that they uh, both met their end. But, um, yeah, I mean, the the documentary won Mad Awards and all of that jazz. But Searchlight have just landed the deal to make an actual film out of the whole situation. So, um, yeah, I mean, that could be interesting. Right? Um, yeah. I don't know. We'll see what happens, right? I am intrigued. I feel I will have to check out the uh, documentary, though, um, at some point. But, yeah. And uh, let us go out on this, because we are getting a new alien film, right? From Fede Alvarez. Um, yeah, obviously it's 20th century, right? And the cast, we've got David Johnson, Archie Renew, Spike Veen, um, Aline Wu, Callie Spani, um, Isabella Merced, um, yeah, that's it. Uh, I think Alvarez is writing the film as well with um, old Ridley um, producing the film. So, yeah, I think this is meant to be a um, a uh, uh, Disney Plus exclusive, right? It's, a, it's, a, it's, it's dropping on there rather than going to the cinemas. A bit like uh, Prey did. But Prey was sick, man. I enjoyed the fuck out of Prey. So I am down. And I'm also down for a a really good alien film. You know what I mean? Because the last few... Yeah, I mean, it's alien and aliens, right? All the others, I thought, were just terrible. So I'm really down for a good alien film. So hopefully this will be it. Anyway, people, um, enjoy your film watching, and we will see you next week. I peace.